because love is of God. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we began to understand love from his viewpoint. Now, yes, we're created in the image of God and there is, we, we can care and we can have compassion and we love our children even if we're non-Christians. But biblical love must emanate from an origin and that's God is love. So Jesus speaks of the impact of love. By this shall all men know, all men know that you are my disciples if ye have love one toward another. And then Jesus speaks of the intention of love in John 14, 15. If you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now that was impossible for us to do before we came to the Lord, wasn't it? I think in my life, I was 19 when I accepted the Lord. And I, but for the most part, I tried to do good things. I would never take the Lord's name in vain. I, I, I swore, I said things I shouldn't, certainly did things I shouldn't. But, but somehow, I, I never felt it was God's. Uh, and even after becoming a Christian, it doesn't mean all of a sudden you just love everyone. There are some people that are more difficult to love than others, and we know that. But Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll keep my commandments. You'll have the capability of now my spirit living within you to keep my commandments before you were trying to do it in the flesh. And that's impossible. You were by sons, but you were by nature the children of wrath. But now we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If you love someone, you keep yourself for them alone. So what does Jesus want the church at Ephesus to do? That this was a very serious disease that had influenced, impacted their life. I have this against you. You've abandoned, you've left. You hadn't lost it, but you were influenced and willingly left your first love. That you had it first. You had it. It was there. It was evident. But what does he want the church to Ephesus, at Ephesus to do? Remember, first of all, remember. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Sort of, sort of like the prodigal son as he's sitting there in that pigsty. And all of a sudden, the Bible says what? He came to himself. Well, I don't think that was an accident. That wasn't an accident. I think there's evidence there that the Spirit of God, all of a sudden, he, real, he realized what am I doing? Because up to that point, he was just, eh, everything's fine. There's plenty of money, you know, plenty of friends, plenty of enjoyment and entertainment. But all of a sudden, when he had lost everything, he came to himself. Does the church in our day have a first love spirit surrounding it? Or do people make excuses about having to come out to services again, not really wanting to come to pray, hopefully someone else will sign up for that committee because I, I don't want to do it. Does, does prayer even really matter? Does it really work? We pray for these people that are going through surgery or having infirmities or the aging process, and we're praying for one another. But 
does it really help? You know, remember, remember times when you prayed. Sometimes God answered even before we asked, didn't he? Sometimes he's done that before. Lord, you know, I thought about this need, this situation, but it's like you provided for it even before I came before the throne of grace. The answer came. And other times it just seems like, Lord, I've been praying for this situation for years. Maybe it's a wayward child. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's uh, a situation in life. And it just seems like, boy, it just seems to drag on and we grow weary in well-doing, which we're not supposed to do that. Remember, remember the goodness of God. Remember who we're talking to. And then he says, repent. This is not a command to just feel sorry. You know, I've got myself in this big mess. And, uh, or it's not really a, a call to feel anything because repentance doesn't necessarily uh, indicate a feeling. It means to change your direction. It means you're going in this direction and you repent and say, well, I don't want to, no, I'm not going in this direction. I'm going to go in this direction now. It's a 180 degree, 180 degree turn to change your direction. One commentator says, it is an urgent appeal for instant change of attitude and conduct before it's too late to realize you're going in the wrong way of life. It could be a time to say, I'm sorry. I've been wrong. I hurt you, Lord. Can we hurt the heart of our God? Well, if we forsake him, repent and finally return. Do your first works. Remember how you used to spend time in God's word. Remember how you used to pray. Remember the joy of sitting together with other Christians. Remember how excited you were about telling others about Jesus. Remember, remember that, feel, that sensation. Remember when a person that was very special to you influenced your life and influenced someone else's life. Mentor them. When a person begins to do what they should do, often the feelings follow. I find that first thing in the morning. <laughs> I wake up and I think, well, it's not time to get up yet, is it? <laughs> oh, I, I've got five more minutes. <laughs> but somehow after I get up and throw water on my face and wake up, then the day begins. Did I want to get up at first? No. But sometimes when we, when we just begin to do what we know that we should do, the feelings will follow Note, if not, if this doesn't take place, if there's not a, a, a remembering and a repenting and a returning, Jesus said, I will come and I will remove your lampstand. Well, what was the lampstand? The lampstand was the, the, the pastor. He was moving among the churches. I will come and remove your lampstand. So why would Jesus be so troubled 
so serious and wounded by the loss of love at Ephesus if it were not essential to him. You've left your first, you don't, I could just, you don't love me anymore? <laughs> Imagine a bridegroom saying that to his bride. So, so you don't love me anymore? Is that it? What could be more sacred to the heart of a bridegroom than the affection of his bride? As Jesus spoke of the end times, he said, the love of many will grow cold. Yet, yet he closes with an expectation of hope because he was expecting them to come back to him. He who has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And this is going to be repeated to each church. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God, the tree of life. Not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but the tree of life, everlasting life, non-ending life with him. Lord, thank you for your immense enduring, unending love for us. It never fluctuates. You never love us more or less. Your love is consistent and kind and gracious. Re renew our love when it grows cold, when it grows stagnant, when other affections perhaps take that place of first love. Renew it, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Turn your hymn books to 386. We're going to sing the first and fourth verse, and as uh, we're singing those, the deacons can come and prepare for communion. We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Revive us again. Revive us again, fill each heart with thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Revive us again. church body that we hope loves the Lord and a reminder to move back to that first love with strength and conviction and return, turn away from whatever is drawing you away from it and turn towards the Lord to change your life and 
when we come together for communion, part of the purpose is that the church who loves the Lord will come together as a body who loves one another and loves the Lord and will take part in this remembrance of all that God did for him and of the future that will come when we will meet with him and, and do this together. But right now, the church body comes in love for the Lord and in love one for another and partakes in this. And, and it was that kind of situation with the disciples who loved the Lord. And, and so um, Paul responded in writing that, uh, For I received from the Lord that which was delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he betrayed, was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body broken on your behalf. This do in remembrance of me. He did the same with the cup after they had supped, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you will proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. There's a fear that we would eat it inappropriately or drink it inappropriately, and I think that has to do with our relationship with God, our loving Him, our responding to Him. And so today, even as we consider, uh, consider where we are with the Lord, and consider that you, as a, we as a body, love Him as we come together and do this together. Gracious Father, we're grateful for your love for us, and as we uh, take of this bread today, that we might remember what you went through to pay the price for our sin, that that love that was so great was willing to pay the ultimate price and take our sins on your own body. It wasn't even all the other horrors, but the fact that you would carry our sin in your flesh. So we pray, Lord, that as we do this, we might do it glorifying you by loving you and therefore loving one another. We thank you for this opportunity to remember you in this way until we see you one day in heaven. In Christ's name.
by that night with the Lord. Similarly, he took a cup after and supped, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. This do as often as you drink from my remembrance of me. Drink ye all. Grateful to the Lord, and we just close in prayer. Gracious Father, we're so grateful to you for your love. We pray that as we worship you today and as we have come and partaken of your supper for remembering you, that we would have done this with love from our hearts. We thank you for all you've done. Your love is great towards us, Lord. We love you. In Christ's name, amen. Pray